4: Love Talk Radio. NFL. NBA. Major League Baseball. College Football. College Basketball. Boxing. You name it, we got it. It's the place where sports opinions collide. It's
3: Thank you for tuning in once again. It is time for the best two hours of your sports week. You're locked in for another episode of the place where sports opinions collide. Welcome to another edition of Dead End Sports. I'm your host 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in area code 646-478-0356. Again 646 478 zero three five six. Uh this is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, but you can actually be a part of the show. Hit us up, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You can also check us out if you are on social media. Hit us up on Twitter at Dead End Sports. You can also check us out on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports like our page there as well. Uh, we're also on Instagram and we have a YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash Uh on the channel. You can check out our videos. Please watch, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. And if you missed any parts of tonight's show, uh, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com Backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher, uh, as well as iTunes. Again, the phone number to call in: six four six four seven eight zero three five six. A lot of stuff to talk about, man. Oh man, it, it's it's been a heavy, hot and heavy sports week. Of course, I will not be doing it alone. Let's bring in my cohorts. Uh, first up the Batman, the quarterback of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's going
0: on? What's good, Kyle?
3: Chilling, chilling, what's up with you, man?
0: Man, look, it's the same old story with me, man. I'm a grinder, dog. (laughs) I work. I try to make as much money as possible. I try to live life to the fullest as possible, man. So I'm over here just chilling, man, after a long-ass
3: day at work. No doubt, I totally understand, bro. I'm the same way, same way. Oh man! Next up, the Batman, the captain of the crew, my man Ken. Ken, what's going on?
1: Hey, what's what's going on, fellas?
3: Chilling, chilling. What's up with you?
1: Uh, nothing, man. Nothing. Uh, you know, just getting ready for, you know, tomorrow's show. Uh, the the fantasy football, uh, recap, and then a look ahead and. Trying to put these damn kids to bed, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I know that feeling all too well as well. (laughs) Oh, man, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Our boy BZ430 will be on in just a few, and we'll bring him on as soon as he hops on the line. Um, As I mentioned at the top, man, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Of course, the NFL is hot and heavy. Uh, we're going to get into that talk in, in a minute. Um, but we actually got to kind of start the show off, man, on a somber note, man. Uh, in an NBA legend, pro basketball Hall of Famer, Moses Malone passed away this past Sunday at the tender age of 60 years old. Um, as a shock to most people, uh, Moses Malone, from what I understand, was in uh, Springfield this past weekend for the uh, uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, was the, uh, you know, Picture of hell from what people described uh, had hung out, you know, that day or whatever. Went back to his hotel and died, passed away in his sleep uh, due to a heart attack. Um, everybody knows Moses Malone, the legend, man. Just want to get you guys thoughts. I'll start first with you, people, man. Uh, any, any thoughts on the legend Moses Malone uh, going home to glory?
0: You know, um, I, too young to watch him play, uh, but right. I did watch highlights. Because, uh, you know, I do my research. Uh, I, I love basketball, so I, I'm definitely a historian. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys I watch film upon film. No, no, I'm not look, 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 look. I'm not a basketball player. I don't get paid millions of dollars to do that. But I do know Moses Malone, and I know the type of impact that he had on the floor. Um, and then for him to play with the likes of a Dr. J, I think that that was dope. You know, like he was part of, you know, one of those super teams back in there in the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s, you know what I'm saying? So that I I think that that's super dope. Um, you know, people complaining now about super teams. It's, it's always been about super teams, and those are the teams that win championships, talent wins. And um, Moses Malone, man, was just an amazing basketball player, controlled defense, offense, jump shot, rebounding, intimidator. Um, you know, every intangible that you would want out of a big man that a lot of big men lack today. Um, you know mm-hmm. and, and I think he's one of those few players that you can plug and play any era any era it, it don't matter, man, it don't matter. He has skills that transcend uh uh time and decades and all of that um you know so uh, unfortunately, everybody has to go at some point in time um right you know but uh it it's sad, it's sad, it's definitely sad, but if you're gonna go anyway, you know in your sleep is probably the best way. You know, hopefully he didn't feel any pain, and he's in a better space now. You know, hopefully he wouldn't have no out.
3: No doubt, no doubt. Ken, what about you, man? Uh, thoughts on the great big man, Moses Malone, uh, passing away?
1: You know, I think the interest, interesting thing about Moses Malone is, is the fact that I saw him, you know, towards the tail end of his career, you know, in, in the 90s, you know, the early 90s. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to see him in his, in his you know, full greatness on a level to where I understood it because, you know, it, it was the early 80s, man, when, when he was out there really kind of, you know, dominating and all. But, you know, just like, like people said, just doing your research and just looking at the numbers he put up and, you know, 34 and, and, what, 15 or something like that. I mean, you know, at one point in his career he was a three-time MVP you know, the the guy was, you know, a, a baller. He he was a beast. He was definitely one of the, the, the premier big men uh, in the NBA. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny, man, because you look at Dr. J, you look at Moses Malone, and, and here are guys that, you know, they got a chip, you know, and, and you know, for the most part that's good for their career. And, and today we're kind of – Expecting people to get like eight rings and stuff like that right, right, be as as great, but you know, with 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 most, I don't even know if he really even had like an interior post games. When I'm looking at the his score numbers, and you know, I'm looking at those numbers like, man, did he even like? Did you feed him in the post and just let him go to work, or was it really just?
4: Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. See, because I didn't get a chance to, like I said, I didn't really see him play like that. I I saw him when he was on his way out. So, um, okay. but, you know, I've always heard people talk about him and just how dominating he was. And, you know, most people, you know, if, if you know Moses Malone, you know he was one of the first, the first actually to come out of high school to go straight to the pros. And he was Man. smarter than people gave him credit for because they tried to play him because they thought he was stupid based on the way that he mm-hmm. talked, you know. Right. And, and this is just all stuff that just over time you just read and pick up. And it was just amazing to me just to see how people, you know, try to manipulate him and, and play him and judge him based on just, you know, just the way he carried himself and, how he, you know, he, you know his persona and everything like that. But all in all, man, I think 60 is a very, very young age uh, for him to go out. Um, and I wish he would have lived longer, but, you know, he gave us – some some great moments and uh, you know he'll always be remembered.
3: Oh no doubt, no doubt, man. I, I
1: echo what you and both you and people said. Um
3: I I was able to see Moses in his prime um because this was when Moses was in his prime, that's when I really first started watching basketball. Um So this was like the late 70s, early 80s. I was just, and at this point, in this particular time, basketball was even, it wasn't even on TV. Like if basketball, most games were like during the week were take delayed, you got a game on Sunday on CBS or what have you. Um, But yeah, that 76er squad, man, that he had with uh, uh, Dr. J. They won the uh, title in 82. Um, Like you said, Ken, 12-time All-Star, three-time NBA MVP, um, he spent 21 seasons uh, in the A. Well, between the ABA and NBA, um, he won a title with, as I mentioned, the Seventy Sixers in eighty two eighty three, where he was the Finals MVP. Uh, he's currently eighth on all on the all time scoring leaders list at uh, twenty seven thousand four hundred nine points. And um, in two thousand one, he was a Basketball Hall of Fame inductee. Um, like I said, I saw him, and he if I guess the best way I could describe Moses Man was if, Ken, if you talk about post moves, like there might be if you if there was a Mount Rushmore of post moves, Moses Malone is on the Mount Rushmore of post post moves. Like I, I always say, like two of the best big men with the best feet, or I say probably the three best of my lifetime that I remember seeing with post moves and and, and great footwork were Hakeem Olajuwon, Kevin McHale, and Moses Malone. Those three right there. And I you could put those three. I, I I put those three against anybody in NBA history, as far as big men who could maneuver in the post, man. But Moses was a he was a beast, man. He was, um, and from what I understand, what I always heard was that he's an all around great guy. His teammates loved him, and uh, very much beloved by the city of Philadelphia. He famously quoted as a reporter asked him, you know, what did you know? How did they think Philadelphia is going to fare? He said, hey, we're going to win it in 4-4-4, meaning that uh, they were going to sweep the series. Um, but a huge loss to the basketball family, man. Um,
5: condolences
3: to Moses Malone, his family, uh, and friends, and the NBA community, because they, they lost a good one, man. And a good guy, like I said, a good guy who would definitely miss. Um, before we uh, move on to the next topic, we wanna uh, we got my boy, BZ4Thursday. BZ, what up, though?
2: What up? What's going on?
3: Chilling, chilling,
2: chilling, man. Uh, any thoughts on, we just started, man. Any thoughts on Moses Malone real quick? Yeah, I mean, hey, you 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 said you pretty much summed it up, man. Um, uh, I know one thing about him that he was a very classy dude. I mean, I, just like Julius Irvin, I think he set the mold of how to act on court and off the court, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think, you know, young, big guys, not just young, big guys, but just young guys in general should just – Mode after, you know, him as far as how to present yourself on and off the court. Very professional, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I can't really go into to the man's game. I mean, he's the 50th greatest player of all time for a reason. Mm-hmm. You can, you can, if some people put him in a top five best center, some people, you know, probably not, but I can't argue if someone put him at, at number five or four or something like that as best center to ever play the game. I mean, dude, dude, was, dude was a beast, and people forget he was strong as an ox, too. So, uh, really yeah. Really yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Moses alone, 30 points, but he had 30 points for the rebound Um, you know, so, yeah, speaks with, you know, I know one thing, and he helped, he really helped Maurice Cheeks and Julius Irvin get over that hump. Oh, no in question. And bringing the championship to the uh, 76ers, so, yeah, exactly. man, you know, right. rest and in peace, I was, I I was devastated that with they
3: beat
2: that. They the Lakers? Yep, they beat the Lakers, he went up against yeah, the cream, so and he had the cream like exactly. it was no problem. So you know, yeah, man. You know, we 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 lost another legend, man. Our legends are are leaving us, man. We we got to create more legends, man, because are they're, they're, ones from the past are they they passing away. So, you know, sad Definitely. news. Very sad news. Definitely. And um, of course, over the
3: weekend, uh, Friday, I think it was uh, Serena Williams. She lost uh, her quest to complete the uh, Grand Slam. Um, she lost the U.S. Open. On Friday, uh, lost two sets. I didn't get a chance to see the match, but when I saw the highlights, she looked bad. Um, And, of course, her (laughs) her boyfriend showed up, uh, and a lot of people were blaming him for that. Uh, (laughs) Ken, any thoughts on Serena losing, and um, how do you think this fares for her as far as what she's done this past year?
1: Well, Well, Kyle Drake deserves the blame. Um, you know, look, it, 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 th- there's something there, man. It's a trend. He shows up, the favorites lose. We cannot continue to ignore the evidence that is being presented before us. It, 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 and it's funny because when I saw that she lost, like I saw her Friday and we were tweeting about it back and forth and, you know, Serena had her ups and downs, but... You know, mm-hmm. at her worst, she can beat anybody because she was she can dial in and, and pull out that that clutch, my MJ type of clutchness that she needs to beat people. We've seen it on display. There are numbers to back it up. You know, so the the the, the stats support this. So she's never lost it. As as a matter of fact, she's been her in straight sets. I think every time they play. The uh, Benchie didn't even think she was going to beat Serena. So when I saw that she lost, and then I heard Drake was there, it just <laughs> explained it all to me. It just made so much sense to me. Now, you know, on a more serious note, just to kind of get into what I believe are some of the reasons why she just was not on her game is I really believe the match with Venus took a lot out of her emotionally.
6: I think so, too. Uh,
1: yeah, and there was a video that you know I tweeted about. You know, I you know I tweeted to you guys where the next day, you know, when she was up there for practice, she didn't even want to be there, and she was very vocal about it and uh, and annoyed because they kept asking her about Venus and Venus over and over again, and it, it just wore her down, um, you know. And and that was a tough matchup. We all watched it, and, and Venus put the things on her in, in the second quarter, you know, second second uh, second, second set. Ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it came down to and, – and it took everything that's, that Serena had just to beat her because Venus was playing great. Right. And, right. and Serena had to really, like, really just get some uh, lucky breaks and, you know, just really dive down. Like, she was playing – if you saw it, Serena was playing her hardest because that was the last person that was realistically in her way. And then the other thing, and I think, and then I'll wrap it up, is I think that once the game was delayed – I think that uh, that also threw her off her routine as well. Yeah, Because yeah. then she had to play at 11 or whenever the, you know, she had to play after the match, but it was scheduled for 11. And she was just off off rhythm. And then all of a sudden now you got another day to be subjective to questions about Venus over and over again and the Grand Slam and all this other stuff. And, you know, it, it, it just happened. Friday when she played against uh, Bethany uh, maddox sands she was terrible then. But she just, yeah. you know, Ma- Maddox Sands just made the mistake of of talking shit, and as soon as she talked yeah, shit, it was a wrap. Him, exactly. she, she yeah, she woke the dragon and she lost. And then uh and then you know she took out Madison Keys. Uh, she made quick work of her, even though she was a tough opponent. But Venus, man, Venus was Venus was the one, and I think it got her. And it's unfortunate, man, because I really really wanted to see it. But you know the thing I like about Serena is that she didn't need this, and that for her she's branded her own Slam, the Serena Slam. Like, to me, like, you know you the shit when you just, you create your own slams <laughs> and brand them yourself right. and be like, yo, that's the one that matters to me. This other stuff you guys have, that's y'all, y'all thing, but let somebody do what, what I did, you know, and so, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think that she'll be motivated to come right back and light some asses up, but we'll see.
3: No doubt,
0: no doubt. What about you, people? Any thoughts on Serena uh, going down this past Friday? You know what? Uh, Ken's
4: on to something, man. Um, Drake. <laughs> see, look, look.
0: Man. This is the problem with Drake. And, and, and you can hate if you want to hate, or you can just hop on the bandwagon like so many other people have. But Drake is so great that whenever he is in the presence of other greatness, their greatness is dimmed by him. That's what happened. <laughs> when Drake appears, he is so great. I like that analogy. I, li- I
3: like that analogy.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. You just you can't be great because Drake is in the building. Drake has to be the right. great. So, you know, since he was in the building, Serena just didn't have it. Or maybe Drake beat that shit up that night, and she was just worn out. Maybe she. she you know out. what? Drake had her. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Drake just had her. You know. Climbing the walls the night before. And she was like, yeah, don't worry. I got it. Got out there on that court and didn't have nothing. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know what happened. I didn't watch the match. But when I heard that she lost, I was like, what? I I was shocked. I was shocked because I haven't watched. Every Serena match, you know, I'm not a tennis person like that, but you do right. have to witness greatness. Just like I watch exactly. Tiger, because and I I don't I'm not trust me I am not a golfer at all. With people talking about it, I have to witness it. So, you know, uh, obviously Serena was dominating pretty much everybody she was playing. So when I heard that she lost, I said, "What the hell?" Then I see Instagram or you know people talking about it and stuff like that, and it's just like, wow. Okay, Drake was there. She lost. That 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 must be a coincidence. So I'm I'm, I'm 100% with Ken, man. Um, I blame Drake. <laughs>
4: what,
2: any thoughts from you, B? Uh, yeah, just like I think you know, just like you, Kyle, I didn't get. I was I was at work while the match was going on. Yeah, but, we all were at work. Well, th- yeah, thanks 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 to the the good grace of Twitter, I you know found out that way, and you know. Uh, and I was just like, what? I, I mean, I was devastated too, like, man, because I really wanted her to get that calendar slam, even though she did win all four of them, you know, in a row, you know, already. But I just really wanted her to get that calendar slam. It was like I was, I was, man, I was cheering like a cheerleader, hoping for she get that uh, calendar slam. But, you know, uh, I, I, the Drake thing, I saw it come. I saw that coming miles away. I saw it before she even lost. I said, man, if Serena lose, having to lose a match before this, you know, if she don't win this U.S. Open. I said it to my I said, Drake, the Drake blame is going to be all over Twitter. And lo and behold, I said that and I and I just saw the blame all around. And then I tweeted, I was like, of course right. you are. The internet going to blame uh, Drake uh, Serena and Serena Laws. I saw it coming a mile away. So, I mean, that didn't surprise me. That's the internet for you. Yeah,
3: that, it, it's crazy, man. I, one of my homegirls, uh, shout out to Shelly Shell, she, she actually went to the match and she texted me. She said, Yo, Drake is here. And I said, Where? She was like, at the U.S. Open. I said, why? She was like, well, you know, that's his girlfriend. I said, but Drake is bad luck. And, I, and I just, That's all I said. I said, well, he's bad luck. And then she texted me like a half hour later. She was like, yo, Serena's getting her ass kicked. And I was like, mm. man, that damn Drake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. um, But Drake, if you listen, I hope you show up at every Cowboys game with Cowboys gear on. So you can bring some of your good luck to them. Let them lose every game. Uh, phone number to call in 646 We are back We are dead in sports The place where sports opinions collide uh, We're going to get to some football talk in just a second But before we do that Hey man, the sweet science of boxing uh, Money Mayweather uh, Wrapped up another one, man uh, Took out Berto in a unanimous, unanimous decision this past weekend This past Saturday uh, Personally, I don't know anybody who ordered a fight um I heard that, you know, Floyd's with Floyd and he did what he does and he's now at forty nine and oh. Uh Floyd obviously said that he is retiring uh after this fight and this is it for him. Uh he's still fulfilled his contractual agreement, so um Floyd says he's done. Uh Beasy. Do you believe him?
2: Nope. I don't believe it. <laughs> don't believe it one bit. Um yeah, I, I I refuse to believe that Floyd is going to finish his career with a, a dud like that. Like, with a, you know, someone like Andre Berto. I mean, really? And then plus, you know, i said before, you know, MGM, of course, the home of Floyd Mayweather, he's been boxing there for like the last 15 years. He's boxing nowhere else. The MGM is going to you know, an improved arena, you know. Come mm-hmm. on, now. what better way? What better way to be the first fight at the new and improved MGM arena, number 50, to beat the record, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it's 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 too much money. I'm pretty sure he he ain't gonna want to turn down <laughs> for for that to happen. So yeah, you know, fight. I don't even know who to fight. I mean, I don't know. I guess the Floyd Mayweather probably be the. I mean, the Manny Pacquiao would probably be a um you know another money grabber. I don't see the no point in fighting him. Him fighting him again. Right. Keith Thurman, he's too one dimensional. I mean, you can say I fight him because he's undefeated under- as well, but I don't know. I mean, just. That fight just proved that just Floyd Mayweather is just, a lot of these boxers are just not on his level. Like, you know, their record looks good and everything, and they fight good when they fight everybody else, but when they fight Mayweather, Mayweather takes you out of your comfortable zone, man. It's just, he's he's the dude that's the the best pound for pound for a reason, the uh, number one pound for pound for a reason, man. So it's just like, I don't know. It's like, in a way, I want him to stay retired because at this point, there's no one else on this level that can give him a challenge, but. You know he's not gonna let that forty nine and zero, you know tie with Rocky Marciano, be there. Right. He wants to be best. Go so him. He want to. He want to have that fifty and zero and retire that way in the new MGM arena. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. What, what better way to do it that way in a new arena that that you pretty much made the home of. You know what I'm saying? So, you no, know, I don't think this is. I don't think this is a uh, just this final fight, man. The money. The money gonna be talking to him good. The money is going to definitely be talking to him, and he's going to take that 50, go for that 50, you know. What
3: about you, FIFO? Uh Have we seen the last of Floyd Mayweather in the square circle?
7: Nah, man, I'm with
0: B, man. Um, I, I just I don't see how you can end it at 49, you know. I just I, I don't see that. If you're a competitor, you call yourself the greatest, then you have to have the best record, and you're only tied for the best. So... I just I don't see that happening. And then again, you know, I I agree one hundred percent would be. I don't I don't know how you let Berto be, you know, the the the, the, the record tying one. Like, and, and then I didn't watch the fight because I was not gonna pay for it because I already knew it was mm-hmm. gonna happen. Because it, it just happened like you cannot beat Mayweather. You all you could ask for is for the other fighter to try their best. And but here's the one thing I did notice: Floyd got hit though. Because he, cause that right eye had a little swell o- o- on the top of it. So to me, I think Mayweather is definitely starting to show his age. He, he's not the same guy, but he is so advanced. You know, he has not <laughs> taken any punishment his whole life that now he's still a cut above everybody else he fights. And I agree. I think Keith Thurman is should be number fifty. Because I think that he provides the most entertainment value. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know no other fighter right now that should go at Mayweather. You know? Because maybe Danny Garcia, but just yeah. I mean, see,
2: maybe maybe Danny but see, Gar- you
0: know what? You know the problem with Danny Garcia? He gets hit too much by
2: average fighters. You he'll right, never win. I mean, that's play. what I'm saying. That, I mean, oh, what I'm saying. It's like. But, you know, it's it, it just, no no one's on this dude's level. Because <laughs> Keith Thurman, he's just such a one punch. He, he goes for that knockout punch. That's the wrong type of fighter to fight against Floyd. Mayweather. would exploit that so damn quick. So damn quick. And then it, it's going to be another boring fight. And Mayweather going to take that away from him and just bop, 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 Technical. and that's it. it's a wrap. No doubt. What
3: about you, Ken? Uh, Floyd Mayweather, man is
1: the money team is is it open for the money team um nah he, he's I, I'm with them he's competitive he's going to go for 50 and 0 he'll probably get 50 and 0 but i mean I, I, I don't really care um you know he, he'll get it because you know he's going to duck and dodge and hold his way to a victory but it is what it is man wins are wins 50 and 0 is 50 and 0 um, and, you know, that's that. But I would like to see him go for it. I think it would be kind of whack for him to sit at 49-0. and 0. You know, if, if you might as well go to ahead and break the record and get it over with and let people debate your greatness from here on out. Right.
0: I Don't think, um, um, like Mayweather,
4: I- can <laughs> duck in and dodging and think-
0: holding his way to another victory. Don't be so disrespectful, man. <laughs>
3: I'm just saying. Can, can you – Ken, you forgot running. You forgot running. Track track me. Um I, I, don't, I much like you people, I didn't see the fight. I wasn't about to pay to see the fight. I wasn't even gonna drive anywhere to go see the fight for free. Um just I, I mean I think I saw enough with that Pacquiao fight that I don't have to be serviced before to fight another fight. I think ultimately uh Pacquiao will come Pacquiao will come calling again. He'll make he won't make as much money, he'll make, you know, a hundred fifty, two hundred million. I think his because his deal is up already. He'll probably negotiate this under his own new deal, um, and you know, right off into the sunset, and probably just manage other fighters uh, from here on out. Get his Don King on. I, I just don't. I don't see him walking away right. Not, not at forty nine. No, not Floyd Mayweather. If 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 it was any other fighter, I might give him you know a little bit of credence. But now that guy's too. He's too too much about Floyd to just walk away at forty nine and zero. He's gonna want fifty, um, and fortunately for him, I don't see anybody out there that can beat him. You know, so there's probably somebody that could make a you know, make a decent fight out of it, but there's nobody out there that can beat him. So we will see. We will see. Uh, phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. The place where sports opinions collide. NFL, man, Uh, week one kicked off, Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of different ways we can go with this. Uh, Tom Brady got it all started uh, on um, Thursday night, and it culminated late last night with the 49ers actually uh, beating the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Based on what you saw this past weekend, man, um, Ken, who who impressed you the most in the NFL this this past weekend, either team or player or, or whatever?
1: Carlos Hyde, um, you know, he, he he stood out to me the most, and I don't know if it was because Minnesota was just, you know, if they're that bad on, on defense or not, but I that guy was quick, and he, you know, I, I've always when I when I looked at and, and remember Carlos Hyde, he was always a guy that that ran, ran with with um, with speed, but I didn't see him being mm-hmm. actually that fast. You know, he's always just ran with with power last night he ran with power he ha- he was elusive and he he was able to just cut on a dime like he, he would see thing? a hole and he was gone and he would just mm-hmm. just jet right through it and i was highly highly impressed with him because i did not see that coming at all and we didn't get a really we really didn't get a chance to see it um you know last year because Frank Gore was there, um, Colin Kaepernick still can throw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot hasn't changed there, but uh, right, right, but yeah, right. Car- yeah, Car- Carlos hot man. Carlos hot. You know, it, it, it's just week one. I don't mean to overreact or anything like that, but um, he he looked really really good. He's a guy I'm watching him for the rest of the year. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO? Uh, who
4: impressed
3: you this past weekend in NFL?
0: Ken took my guy, man. Okay. Ken took my guy. Okay.
6: It's
0: cool because, yeah, no, nah, he jumped out. I, I watched a lot of football this weekend, and he is the one thing that just jumped off the screen every time he touched the ball. And that was that. It was crazy because he reminded me a lot of Frank Gore, but mm-hmm. different. He has a second gear that is so it pops off the screen so crazy that he's able to control his speed, his balance, and his agility so so masterfully. Cause there was a couple of runs that he just was right next to somebody and he was like, okay, time to go boom. And it was just like, whoa, he got he gets to the second level. And, you know, there's some guys that are just fast or quick, but they don't have power when, when, when they lower that shoulder into you. Kind of like, you know, they're exposed to small, but with that type of speed, you could, you know, he could generate some power. But, no, Carlos Hyde, he's hitting dudes damn near like Marshawn be hitting dudes. Because there, there was a couple plays last night, he lowered his head, and I'm like, yo, you lucky he went that low. And then that spin move for the touchdown on the reverse yeah. field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that—that's vision. That is agility. That is anticipation. Quickness. Yo, he—he—he he, he had everything on display. And I'll tell you this. I was making fun of Mr. Tom Sula's name. I, I'm not gonna do that anymore. And that coaching staff, because I really had the 49ers dipping off to like yo to an abyss. But what they're doing with the personnel that they have, I really like what they're doing. Now, again, it's it's against Minnesota and it's only week one, so I'm not counting these guys Super Bowl champs or nothing right. like that. And Colin Kaepernick is a better thrower as Mr. Hasselback displayed last night. So I'm not even gonna get into that with Mr. K D Inge over there. But um with all that being said. I like how they are utilizing the pieces that they have on that team because I, I I didn't I didn't know what to expect I really did not but I, I I like what they have man and and with Colin Kaepernick's ability to be a dual threat quarterback you give him another running back and you give him that 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 big three tight end look. That that that's going to mm-hmm. be very tough to stop them, man. That's going to be extremely tough to stop them. And, and and this is only week one, so you know that they're going right. to throw more wrinkles into that. Only more wrinkles are going to come out of that, man. They did not show their whole hand tonight, so I, I, I definitely think the Forty ers are going to be a, a, a wild card, dark horse type of team this year because nobody's expecting it.
3: No doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Uh... Uh,
2: biggest, biggest, you know, player that that impressed you the most. Um, two particularly is um the uh, Tom Brady and Adrian Peterson. Um, Adrian Peterson, I guess, because you know it just shows you, you know, the difference between Tom Brady and Adrian Peterson. Yeah, you know, um, Adrian Peterson took that year off. But, you know, he still had to get that rust. So, I think people were kind mm-hmm. of expecting him to be like, yo, man, I think he's about to be, you know, he's going to rush crazy today. Like, I, I saw people tweeting, like, man, Agent Peterson's about to rush 200-plus yards. Like, dude, <laughs> you haven't played when you haven't played football for a year, you got to kind of get that rust up. I think it's going to take about maybe three or four weeks for AP to really, really get going. I mean, I think people kind of panicked and was like, oh, man, like, uh-oh. Like, Agent Peterson's going to be bad. Like, no, nah, not necessarily. He just... He just gotta get that rust off, man. And this man has not and he didn't play in the preseason either. So it's like he has to get that rust, man. Well you haven't played football for a year, I don't care how good in shape you are, you gotta you gotta get that rust off, man. And you know, it's it's crazy. And you know, people looking at Tom Brady thinking that he was about to be suspended. But the only difference is, you know, Tom Brady played last year. So Right. You know, you know, and Tom Brady still looked sharp. He still looked as sharp like it was not like it was nothing you know, even though he didn't really play that much during the training camp or whatever, but he played a, a whole season into the playoffs. So Right. You know exactly Yeah. But yeah, I think definitely yeah, uh, Adrian Asian Peterson was, you know, was kinda like, Okay, y'all, don't panic. It's just you gotta get that rust off. What you expect. The man hadn't played football in a year, so, you know, that's what happened. So I think um the the
3: person that, that probably impressed me the most man was uh Tyrod Taylor. Um we we talked about it, and, I, and, and like FIFO said, I'm not one of those fans, and I, and I, I kind of I've spent a lot of time listening to sports talk radio, and I hear a lot of fans, oh, well, this team is garbage. Oh, well, this team is great. It's one week. Nobody wins the Super Bowl in a week. Normally, the rule of thumb, at least my personal rule of thumb, I think after about four or five weeks, you know what you have. And then at about six weeks, you are what your record says you are. So if you're 6-0, then you're pretty damn good. If you're 1-5, you suck. So it is what it is. But I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, as much as I was entertained this past weekend, I'm not going to say that this team was terrible because they lost or this team was great because they won. Uh, that being said, I was very impressed with Tyrod Taylor and what the Bills were able to do or what he was able to help the Bills do over the Colts. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, for as well as they played. Um, but, um, yeah, I was very impressed with Tyrod Taylor, man. Very impressed with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, now, uh, B, you mentioned Tom Brady, and we don't even have to get into Brady talk, but did anybody see Brady come out to hate me now? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Are you yes. kidding? Brady came yep, he out did. to hate he me did. now. Wow! I, was, I, was, I got a little I flag. was quietly impressed. I was
3: quietly <laughs> impressed. Came out to hate me now. Hey, by ultra nonetheless. Yes, sir.
0: You know what else Um, kind of caught my attention this weekend? I know What's you're going to like this. The Falcons defense. Yeah,
7: uh, yeah.
0: They, they 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 look a lot better. I think schematically they're better. I think personnel-wise they're a little bit better. I don't know about their depth, but when the Eagles got hot, that got a little scary too. Mm-hmm. But the Falcons' defense looks a lot nicer than it did last year.
3: I think I think the thing, and you're right, people, and I, I saw that too. I think the thing that I like, man, I saw it in the preseason, but you just never can't tell with preseason. Uh, they look very aggressive, and that's something that. You know, I think in years past, especially the last few years with Mike Smith, they were more of a, you know, take the punch as opposed to bringing the punch to uh, to the opponent, to the offense. And I think that's that's a, a credit to Dan Quinn and where he's been able to do that with that staff. Of course, you know, he's, he's come over from Seattle. He was the defensive coordinator of the Legion of Boom. So while he doesn't have Richard Sherman and, you know, Cam Chancellor and those boys on the Falcons, defense, he has brought that attitude, and I saw guys, and John Gruden kind of made a point out, uh, last night during the telecast, like last night, there was there were very few plays where you saw just one guy making a tackle. It was like seven, eight guys with the ball. And I think when defenses go to the ball like that, I think it helps. You know, now, like you said, people, Philly got hot last night, and Sam Bradford, to his credit, you know, stayed healthy throughout the whole game, <laughs> and uh, and almost rallied the troops, but, um, you know, I think Falcons are a, a, a lot better, at least thus far. They look a lot better than they did last year. Um on the flip side, man, uh people who who was disappointing for you? Who who kind of let you down this weekend in the NFL?
0: Hmm. hmm who let me down? Um who who who, who got um who let me down, um, I don't know, come back to me,
3: okay, uh, what about you B? who 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 let you down this past weekend in the n f
2: l um, I think it's a pretty obvious question um, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean I yeah, I think it's a, I, I don't even know why you <sighs> need it, but you know what though, okay, to stay work in Detroit, I think who let me down a little bit, I guess kind of let me down, but then it, I was kind of surprised how good their defense was with Andrew Luck. Um, right. I guess, you know, especially how me and FIFA was just going, going crazy over Andrew Luck, and then him to look pretty average against the Buffalo yeah. Bills, you know, yeah. and then I remember, there, yeah, I know, I know, but still, I was. I mean, it just made me think, like, is the Buffalo defense really for real? You know what I'm saying? Like, it made me question myself, but like, I think the Buffalo defense might be for real if they made you know, made him look like that. But you know, like you said, week one. But still, man, I, 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 that that took me by surprise to see that display of you know great defense by the Buffalo Bills, and maybe that's you know that's you know that Rex Ryan effect that he always has. So yeah, it was it, that was I guess that was a disappointment. You know, of course, yeah, Lions. Of course, that was my disappointment because I was going crazy in the first half, and then you let a team score thirty three, thirty five straight points on you. Um, not straight points, but thirty, 30 straight points. I mean thirty three somewhat straight points. So they scored enough touchdown in between that and that second half and that was about That was the last time they scored. But yeah, of course Detroit disappointed me. But um yeah, I just had to go outside, I would say, um and let me see, yeah. Him. Yeah.
6: Uh yeah. Uh, Andrew yeah. Luck. I agree. Luck, luck, I luck. agree. Uh
3: they luck luck disappointed me. I I, I expected more partially because he's my fantasy quarterback, but um yeah, I, I, I expected
1: more. Um, Ken, what about you, man? Who disappointed
4: you this past weekend? Jameis Winston,
1: man. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. he 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 really let me down. Like I I don't I mean I expect him to um, you know learn as he go, but you know and a lot of what happened outside of the two turnovers that led to, to I think two two touchdowns. Um, You know those, those were bad, but you kind of expect that. So you know, I mean, it, it's not gonna. Uh, you know, I kind of expect that from from him, but you know, just overall, man, I just he just he didn't look good, and I think when I look at that that whole team, when I evaluate that game, man, the the Bucks, Lovey Smith don't look good. Um. Like, Ken Wisenhunt, he had a, a plan. He put Mariota in a position to succeed and mm. and he took advantage of Mariota's strength. And Levy Smith, from what I saw, didn't do the same. That line couldn't protect him. You know, naturally he you know, he kinda got quick feet and, and panicked and, and threw some throws that he should have shouldn't have thrown and you know, the defense was, was didn't look didn't look great, man, but overall Jameis didn't get them off on the right track. You know, you throw a pick six your first throw and
5: first, you know, you're already down
1: <laughs> fourteen points. Now to his credit, you know, he did, you know, drive them down and score, but I think even on one play he got lucky that it, it didn't get picked off. But um Right
7: you right. know
1: He he didn't look good, but that whole team didn't look good. And I think that contributed to James Winston's performance. But he kept coming, though. He kept coming. But let me tell you something. You can make those mistakes in college. You cannot make mm-hmm. mistake those mistakes in the NFL because you are not coming back. Period. Unless, you know, he was playing against the Giants. Or
4: <laughs>
1: Detroit. Sorry, B. Sorry, <sighs> B. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, it. it Speaking of Giants, that's another person I'm disappointed, Eli Manning, man. I mean, that's just boneheaded, man. You tell your running back not to score. I mean, who does that? Um, And I'm going to run – and I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it just because I'm a good sport before we jump to the phone lines. Um, Of course, there's the uh, fantasy football show tomorrow night. You can hear it right here on Blog Talk Radio at 9 p.m. with Ken and B. Um, In our fantasy league, man, I'm going to read off the winner. Uh, Ken got a win. Uh Magic Johnson gotta win. Uh the great Sambinos gotta win. Gimme the W gotta win. And Kevin White, Miami gotta win. Uh, and B Z four thirty gotta win over me. Um that's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs>
4: yeah, hey, don't
3: don't you brush that off. Don't
2: you brush that off. You know hey, doing. you know what
3: you know what's funny, B? I'm watching the game man. last night, and I and I forgot that you had. I thought that you had already all your players had already played. So I'm like, yeah, I'm winning. And I look up, and my Falcons kicker is on B's team, and he's kicking field goals, having B B win. I was like, oh man, I'm about to get done in by the kicker. So yeah, I got done in by the kicker, man. And uh, and my man FIFO, man, Jesus, took one on the chin. Sixty six points for a league low. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Twelve <laughs> out of twelve, man. Hey, we will bounce back. I don't know how much y'all gonna cover the fantasy football results tomorrow on the show, but I just wanted to read off the winners, man, since B got the win over me and Ken got a win. Me and FIFO are gonna bounce back next week, man. So uh we got a, a couple of, you know, everybody's a club game two twenty. What'd you say, B? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. Uh six four six Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to the six. Man, our boy QQ, what up? Yo, can you hear me?
5: Everybody hear me? Yeah, we got it. Hey, man,
3: what's up with
5: you? Yeah, what's up? What's up? Oh, man. Let's just run through the week real quick. Angelo. Yikes. That was was horrendous. Um, I us talk about that for a second. Um, The Colts, man. I'm not going to go full Skip. I'm not going to go full Stephen A. When it comes to Andrew Luck, who loves him. And I'm not going to on him either. But I will be in the middle on this. And I will say that the Colts need to stop fucking around, man. They just... They are going to get Andrew Luck killed. Because putting... Frank Gore, who's like 34 years old, and putting 33 year old Andre Johnson is not going to do anything. It's going to prolong the inevitable ass beating that New England's going to put on them, or another AFC team with better corners or a better wide receiving core is going to put on them. It's it's simple. As good as he is, I don't care how great Andrew Luck is, he can only go so far with that talent at that age. How many times has Andrew Luck had a 100-yard rusher in his entire career in Indianapolis? One time. And I was like boom heron last year in one game versus, like, the Jaguars. I mean, like that's like, that's absolutely horrendous. And then on Andrew Luck's part, you have to stop throwing picks. You have to stop throwing picks. Yeah. If the, If it's not there, don't force it. Because you give people like Skip Bayless and you give people like me the ammo to say that you're overrated. Because when you're constantly putting your team behind, I don't care how great the comeback was. You're the reason that they're behind in the first place. And then the Coles GM goes after that. You're the reason he even has to throw the ball in in the triple covers. It's both of y'all. Y'all both have to come to a common understanding that Andrew Luck is only going to be as successful as he as he does on the field, and he's only going to be successful with the weapons that you put on the field for him. So the Colts got to get that shit straight. And Jameis Winston, I don't know, man. I'm starting to teeter on if I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL, man. I don't know. After one game,
4: man?
5: Uh, yeah, because I started to see it last year at the very, like, probably like the fifth game. I'm like, man, Jameis has thrown how many picks in in the first five games? He's the reason they're behind every single week. And just because FSU has them country boys who get up on you on defense and can wear you out and Jameis want to make a miraculous throw at the end of the game, that's not that doesn't translate to the NFL. When you throw three picks, those guys going to take it to the house at least on one of those picks. And if he right. throws four picks like like he does against, you know, people in college, then they're going to get great field position and the great quarterbacks of the league, like, you know, any, name any top-ten quarterback, they're going to cash in on the 20-yard line. They're going to get field goals. They're going to put you down behind. And when your team apparently looks like it's being out outcoached because Lovey Smith got a coaching lesson this weekend. Ken Wilson-Hunt destroyed him in coaching. Lovey Smith got to get it together, man. I wanted him to have a job, but if he can't get it together, then, then perhaps Chicago did make the right decision. Jameis, man, you got to get it together because – Throwing picks in the NFL is only absolvable if the if the ball goes to the receiver's hands and then it's tipped. That's the only time I can say, you know that wasn't his fault. And Angeluk, that happens to him sometimes, but it doesn't happen to him most of the time. But sometimes those type of things happen. So I understand that. But to throw the ball when your receiver is literally behind the corner trying to force it to a side route, that was just idiotic. And he's a rookie, so I will give him that pass. But man, if he does not fix that, his future in the NFL, I don't know, man. It might be very Jamarcus Russell esque. I'm just gonna put that out there. I hope he I hope he gets together, but the Bucks man, they are not putting a lot of uh, defensive talent around him and the coaching just looks bad. Uh Peyton is washed, sorry. Um who else? Who else we got to talk about? Amari Cooper, Pac-Man Jones, suspend him. That was unnecessary. That was just ridiculous. They, the NFL uh, says that they're not going
3: to suspend him. I think he's just going to get fined.
5: They need to suspend him. That was just unnecessary. You're a grown-ass man. Amari Cooper is a quiet worker. He comes from Alabama. He's a hard worker. He doesn't do anything to anybody. Corners never complain about him talking shit or anything. That was just completely unnecessary. And very unprofessional, but you know it was in the heat of the moment, and I guess it is a physical game. But they need to suspend him for one game, like smashing a rookie's head into a helmet. Come on now, that's just unnecessary. And I guess the big issue, uh, the Eagles, man, uh, I'm not, I'm not really even mad. I'm really am not even mad. Uh, you we should be. i I'm not. <laughs> we deserve the L. We we da, we deserve that L. Uh, we came out looking like complete shit like we always do, uh, you know, this is my life as an Eagles fan, man. Me and B know this feeling, man, when your team just consistently uh,
2: oh, disappoints you about you. You don't know my Dug. pain. Dug, like. <laughs> you don't know my pain.
5: You don't know my pain. <laughs> you don't know my
2: pain as a like fan. Yeah, you don't know they
5: my They were pain. up. <laughs> they were up on the charges, too. I'm not even going to bring that up. But, you know, kind of consistently season after season, Um, You know, it is week one. You know what I'm saying? It is week one. But, you know, just to break down the game very simply, uh, Chip Kelly has to stop being so stubborn. Uh, He has to understand that he has has two power backs and he has an all-purpose running back. And you cannot run draw plays, as evidently shown on fourth and one by Seattle, you cannot run a draw play for a power back to give extra seconds for your I'm sorry you can't give extra time for your uh linebackers to you know make make a play on a on like a draw run that's just not a thing that you do for power backs if you were someone like a a, a Darren Sproles that could work but on third and one fourth and one you don't want to run a draw play for your power back you have DeMarco Murray you have Ryan Matthews he went away from running it up the middle like he did in preseason i didn't understand that whole uh i didn't understand that whole change uh Sam Bradford you're throwing 52 passes and this is his first game since 2012 where he started and you want to throw 52 passes and l- leave him out there on a ledge, man, like he was getting pummeled after after he threw the ball. And this man has two knees. It's two knees, and you don't want to run the ball. You signed a Marco Murray, Ryan Matthews, and you have Darren Foles, and you're throwing the ball 52 times. The defense looked atrocious. The defense looked atrocious in the secondary. I'm sorry. The secondary looked bad. Uh, Malcolm oh, Jenkins man. had three picks. Matt Ryan should have had four picks. The Eagles should have won this game easily. But uh, I will give the Falcons all the credit in the world because Julio Jones was flying the living shit out of Byron Maxwell. This nigga deep fried the hell out of Ryan like it was like it was like toast. It was like he was serving toast all night. It was like you know, and thank God there aren't that many talented six four two hundred eleven pound four two speed receivers in the NFL like Julio Jones is, who's an absolute freak. And shame on anyone doesn't put him in the top five wide receivers. I'm like, Calvin, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to think about that.
4: But, you know, it's just
5: like, it's just a matter of the Eagles once again need to go back to the drawing board and stop outthinking themselves. They have the personnel to win games. Sam Bradford looked accurate as hell that second quarter. And, Kyle, you saw it. We literally basically, counting all those penalties, we went 120 yards. The Falcons could not stop the check down. The Falcons could not stop... Sam Bradford in that in that, yeah, that, in that third quarter. Yeah,
3: drive where, where Eagles went 80 yards. I've been and I, and, I, and I said that to somebody who's watching the game. I said I've never seen a drive where you go 80 yards and you have four holding penalties during the drive and you still score a touchdown. That rarely happens in the NFL or any, exactly. any football level at any matter.
5: So I'm not I'm not panicking because I saw the potential. I saw what they could games, do, but they. Yeah, yeah, but they but they have to make adjustments, and I will give all the credit in the world because once I love Dan Quinn, and I think that if you're if you're an, an Atlanta supporter fan, there's this kid on the Atlanta defense, Desmond Trufant. That boy is the truth. I think that he's gonna be Dan Quinn's Sherman. He's gonna be his guy that he grooms up to being, you know, a top 15 cornerback in the in the league. I think he's the little brother of. Um, name, something other, Trufant, the other one from uh, Marcus Seattle. Trufant. So he, Marcus Trufant. Yeah, Marcus Trufant. Baller. So, I'm loving what I'm seeing from uh, at least in that second quarter, I'm sorry, third quarter, I love what I saw from our front line, I love what I saw from our offense, but Chip Kelly cannot sign DeMarco Murray to run for 12 rushing yards in an entire game. You two touchdowns, but at what cost? You're putting... <laughs> Sam Bradford in a position where one hit and that's it, that's all it takes. So I want to see a balance of maybe at most thirty-five throws a game, and then run the ball twenty-four times, twenty-five times, and we'll see what happens. So yeah, that's probably my my whole uh, breakdown of of this week and the Giants. That was just idiotic. I really wanted y'all to win, but uh, <laughs> apparently Eli, apparently Eli didn't want to win. So you know it is no, what it no. is. I,
3: I don't understand how you tell the running back not to score and then you throw the ball, not to stop the clock, and then you throw the ball out of bounds to stop the clock. I mean, it's just crazy.
5: That was just hey, hate. Man. You should have let the clock run run down, man. It's just, yeah, man, it's terrible. It's idiotic, but,
3: man. Hey, as always, man, thanks for calling in, Q. We definitely appreciate the love, brother.
5: All right, man. I'll see y'all in the next week after another week of disappointment, probably from the Eagles, but it's all good.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
5: all right.
7: All uh, number Q call six
3: four six four seven eight zero three five six. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's take it up to B more my man AJ. AJ, what up, man?
4: God,
7: what's going on, fellas? What what's up, AJ? What's
3: up with you?
7: What's up with me? Man, I'm hurting <laughs> right now, dog. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> we lost uh,
3: thugs, man. Uh,
7: Tizzle, former
3: former defensive MVP. <laughs> Uh, done for the year with a achi- uh, torn Achilles, man. How, y- how y'all feeling up there in the Charm City, man? It's
7: <sighs> the same leg, man. It ain't it ain't, it ain't feeling too good around here, man. I, mean, I can't lie. We're a little worried. Might be... I mean, he might be down for good. No slugs over so. 30 years old. The same injury to the same leg. <sighs> it, it hurts, man. And then after all that fuss to lose the game like that, man, it's it, it it's It's really unfortunate. And for the record, just to kinda off with Q, he kind of threw it in there kind of quick earlier. But I was watching the game yesterday, man. Peyton didn't look too, he didn't look too washed to me. It was more, in my opinion, there were some play-call decisions that kind of went in our favor. Because I said it after the game, the Broncos left 14 points out there. There was one play in particular where he threw it to Emmanuel Sanders where he actually overthrew him, which was shocking to me because I thought his arm would have been weaker. And then it was another play where Emmanuel, like the ball went like right through his hands at the end of halftime. So, it could have been a lot worse for us, but, man, I don't, I don't know where that defense for the Broncos came from, man. They, they came out of nowhere. I, I do not remember them being that good. We just couldn't do nothing. Like, Joey in no time. The they injuries like he, last year. Were they that good last year?
1: No, they had a lot of injuries uh, last year that they had to deal with.
7: Yeah, well, I mean,
1: the Marcus trail looks like he's
7: twenty-seven. I, I, that's how he looked yesterday. I mean, I just feel when I was Sunday, like he looks like he's totally revived. I ain't seen him in that since he was in Dallas, like in them early years. So I think he got two sacks. You know, Von Miller's Von Miller, Chris Harris. It, it, it was crazy, and then for then for T to get that pick. Yeah, man, it it, it it was rough for us, but you know what? We still got Super Bowl, so I can't complain too much. It is what it is. I knew at some point. You know, happy to everybody. Um, it's just going to be weird having a defense where Ray Lewis, Airy, Leonardo, or at least he doesn't want it. It's just odd, man. I, I haven't had to deal with it. Y'all need Before. to get rid of that quarterback. <laughs> uh, he I, that was coming. I tell you what, I'd rather have him than Andy fucking Dalton. <laughs> 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 my guy got a My guy got an MVP, man.
1: I'm not. I'm not
7: I, I love Joe, man. I'm not going to get Joe for that.
1: You know, it don't even matter. I love, man, and everybody in Baltimore know it.
7: Nah. gave
1: y'all a Super Bowl.
7: Nah, that's all right. Tell you what. All we gotta do. All we gotta do is get to the playoffs, and y'all already know how it goes down. I'm not going to. Same thing that happened last
1: year. He's gonna Be throw crazy. another. pick and give the game to the Patriots. He had the Patriots beaten last year, and they screwed it up.
7: Well, he didn't say anything because oh, they man. put a hush on it, but I heard that the balls were feeling kind of light. And you already know how the Patriots get down with that bullshit. Right,
1: right. Well, yeah, that's true. And then the little uh, illegal play. Well, it wasn't illegal back then, but it's illegal now. But anyway, that's all news. Yeah, it's all news. You it, know, it, we focus on the future. I can imagine it's tough up there, man. It, it's, so, so, and and I, I watched a little bit of that game.
3: Well, I, actually, I watched most of that game. What's up with the receivers, man? Because, I mean, like, I, I know Torrey Smith is gone, but, I mean, do you really want to hinder, hinder your, uh, your your passing game on Steve Smith Sr.?
7: Not as a number one option, no, absolutely not. Right. <laughs> I mean, Steve kind of surprised us last year, but as a number one guy, nah, it's just, it's just it's not going to work. Even when we had Anquan, who I love, by the way, you know, it, it worked well with him because you had a guy, Tori Smith, that would go deep on you, than you had a guy, in Anthony, who would go short and just muscle people around. So it kind of, each of them kind of took like a duty of another one receiver, and we just split that shit out. You know, without Tori Smith, all we got is Steve. He's supposed to be both hands returning punch hoes. Nah, you think he can't do that. I mean, right. I mean, I don't know if y'all caught the end of that, but he, he had, Steve, Steve dropped the game with a touchdown.
4: Yeah, yeah, he had the ball hit him yeah. right in
7: the face. Right in the face. Okay. I mean, he just, right in the face. And just dropped it. I was like, wow.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I think I mean, he was a five-flack like
1: or got it to
7: him. Okay, <laughs> you got to stop with the hate, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop with the flack or hate, man. I never yeah, see how do you hate you, a guy man. with an MVP? <laughs> oh,
1: man. Great white hope, man. Um, Hey, but you guys got um Brendan Perryman. He, he should be coming back soon, right? Your, your number one draft pick.
7: Oh
1: yeah, first round. First
7: round. Yeah, yeah he kind of went under the radar, but he's a big, solid guy. Very fast, very fast. But I, I never liked when you put. I was never a fan of guys like taking, like putting, putting everything on a young receiver his first year out. Like, I was never a fan of that. I didn't like where Carolina did it, even though he's falling out. was just it, it's, it's way too much for a young guy. Man, they had to hit like the best corner every time out. And then you think, and then you just expect them to make plays on these, like, repeatedly. It's, it's just not smart, man. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you know, the first week's over. We got a game on uh, Thursday, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. We'll see how that turns out. Who do y'all but, play um, Thursday? Oh, not us. The Broncos play the Chiefs Thursday. We play next Thursday oh, against okay. the Steelers. Okay,
3: gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, yeah, that's always a, always a great yeah. matchup. Hey, man. As always,
7: man, thanks for calling in, A.J., man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. All right, fellas, I wanted to run something by y'all right quick, Period that to just pop up on my right, ESPN. Yeah, I don't know if y'all was watching. Right. um Apparently, the Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin, and I'm a little fit because I don't really fuck with the Steelers, but I, I, I give him credit for this. He said that uh, he was satisfied with the NFL's explanation about the headset. Apparently, it was it, the issue was caused by bad weather. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so, how does that sound to y'all?
3: Suspect. I mean, like, I, I don't believe for a second that Tomlin even said that. As pissed off no, no as in that postgame presser, I don't believe that he said that. If, if he said that, he said that because Mr. Rooney came down from the box and said, hey, Mike, you need to just kind of stand down on this one. That's the only reason why I think he said that. Because, I mean, it's right. It Keep keep in mind, it rained Thursday night in Foxborough. It didn't snow. This is, I mean, like they used to snow. They they used to much much worse weather than the weather that they got this past Thursday. It rained a little bit of rain. Come on, man. Come on, man. Hit that gate all over again. I um it's, I I, I think on, it's let unfortunate.
4: Me just, let me just add it yeah. real
3: quick, real quick. Again. Here, here's my frustration with New England. New England is a phenomenal team. They are a phenomenal franchise. They don't need this. I don't understand why you are why they're always in the mix with something, man. And, and while no, you couldn't suspend Brady and all this. I get it. Goodell throwing his power and Brady got off on a technicality. Not that, and they never could say whether or not Brady infl- You know, knew that. I think Brady knew what was going on. There's no way in hell he didn't know what was going on. But I understand why he did not serve a suspension, and I, and I don't care at this point. I'm just the the Patriots are too good for this. I mean, film and practices, stealing signals for 40 games. Come on, man. And playbooks. It's it's, yeah, I mean it's just annoying, man. It's not that they're too now. If if you had told me that with all of the allegations that were laid against the uh, the Patriots, if you told me that the Browns did it, I probably would. No, I wouldn't say anything because the Browns probably need to cheat. <laughs> they just don't need to cheat, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead, kid. I just had to get that off, man. It's just they they they, they they, they, just annoy me. They they really do. And I just – I'm I'm sick of it because they don't have to be like that.
1: You know what? I will argue that they probably did need to cheat because if they didn't, they probably would have the Super Bowls that they have, at least huh. three of them. But anyway, that's a whole other argument. Yeah, um, and that's, that's some true. ifs, ifs, <laughs> ands, or buts. But um, nevertheless uh, – Real quick, I just think it's unfortunate that they do have this hanging over them because we really don't know how great they really are on their own accord. At least for people outside of New England, all of y'all Brady, right. you know, uh, nut- none y'all y'all gonna love them regardless because y'all get in the rings and people in Boston, whatever, salute, enjoy it because um, you can't take them away. But nevertheless, back to Hesgate, H- whatever it's called, <laughs>
4: Um
1: <laughs> it's unfortunate that it happened right after Brady was exonerated because I got to tell you, there's something about watching Brady run on the field and he's all pumped up. It kind of got me hyped, you know, just seeing that, you know, because there's something about that competitive spirit It's contagious. And hearing what people say and talk about Brady, you know, you have to respect his competitive spirit and drive. You know, you see him go crazy when he scores touchdowns and this, that and the other, Um, you know, I like that part of him, but, it's unfortunate that this franchise are always caught up into in something that is putting this cloud over his mm-hmm. career, and is giving people like me ammunition to come at Brady and question his greatness, even though really? I can witness it on the field. But I have this thing hanging over me because I'm, you know. Well, anyway, so for this for this to happen. I'm with you, Kyle. I think that they said, look, man, we just came out of something. We don't need this. But I read right. what um, Big Ben had to say. And, you know, Tomlin is a man of high integrity. He's not going to say something just for the sake of saying it. He meant what right. he said. You know, and, um, and I think that Tomlin, being the type of man that he is, he said it, he put it out there, and he's putting it to rest. He's like, you know what? That didn't cause us the game. I was frustrated by it, but they were, I was frustrated by a lot of things because the fact of the matter is my secondary freaking sucks. But then, you know, you add on this, add on the headset problems on top of that, it just stinks. And I think that, you know, for that to happen, for that to happen after everything in that league went on, and for it to always happen while he, you know, according to him, while he always goes there, I think he just became – I think he just finally – Uh, Blew his top and it just put it out there. But I think also Tomlin is the kind of guy where he's like, you know what, man, forget it. We played the game, we lost. There were reasons why we lost, and it has a lot to do with the players' performance more than headset. Man, I'm moving on, man, and and I'm gonna just put this to bed and we're done. Let's not drag this on any further. I'll take what you guys say, and I'm gonna move forward. But you already know, among his boys, he (laughs) we know what's being said. And you know it is what it is, but you know they didn't lose the game because of head say gate. You know they they just they just sucked. <laughs> that was, right. You right, know right. it's just we just we just didn't need that. Not we didn't need it. The first game back and we have to deal with nonsense. But anyway, I'm right. done. Hey, as always, AJ man,
3: thanks for calling. It. We definitely
7: appreciate the love, brother. All right, fam. Keep at work. Fuck Pittsburgh.
3: <laughs> Appreciate it. man. <laughs> Yo, shout out to AJ calling in from Baltimore. Um Ken, I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. It's just and here's the thing, and this is the this is the last I'm gonna say on this. We're gonna jump back to the phone line. Um Ken, you mentioned three Super Bowls. You do know how much the Patriots won those three Super Bowls by. Three points in each Super on Bowl. point.
1: Three points in each one.
3: Yeah, so it, it, it is plausible for any cynic out there, and I consider myself somewhat of a cynic at times, if you've got someone's plays and signals and playbooks, hey, man, <laughs> you can now, granted, you got to go out there and execute, but you can really close the margin down by uh, being able to know someone's signals and plays to, to assist you. I mean, ultimately, you still got to go out there and play, but... It's just, it's unfortunate, because like I said, I think the Patriots are way too good to even get caught up in this mess, but that's, that's where they are, and, it, and it's tied to their legacy, whatever you deem their legacy to be. 646 six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call. We are the place for sports opinions, Clyde. We are dead in sports. Uh, before we jump back to the phone lines, I want to throw something out to you guys. Um, people, I'll start with you, man. Seattle got run over, run around, and run through by the Rams. Um, Your boy Cam Chancellor was at the crib chilling, man. Um, When or if do you think he's going to sign and show back up in camp? Because the Packers uh, play host to the Seahawks this coming Sunday. When do you think Cam Chancellor's going to end his holdout?
0: It's probably not going to be this week. Um, I don't (laughs) know, man. Whenever it really... You know, when the bill collectors start calling, I, I guess it's probably when he'll, he'll he'll come back and, you know, start receiving a check again. Um, I, I really don't know, man. He's really standing his ground, and I feel him. But I also feel the Seattle Seahawks as an organization. But you still got three years.
3: Yeah, three, three years. years.
0: If it was two, maybe we can renegotiate some things. I'll get you, you know, some signing bonus or something. But, yo, three years? Man, look, it is not your fault or our fault that we resigned you two years ago or a year or so ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? You signed that deal. Give me one more year, year and a half, and then let's talk. But yeah, man, uh, I don't know honestly when he, when he's gonna come back. I don't have no insiders. All I know is, as a grown ass man, when you can't pay your bills, you gonna do something. And this man can play football, right. so he'll be out there when his bills ain't getting paid.
3: So, so okay, So before I throw this out to everybody else, let me throw a scenario at you. Okay, we saw them lose to the Rams. Let's say Aaron Rodgers goes crazy Sunday, which is very possible because he's that kind of player. And then they lose again the following. I don't know who they play next week, but let's just say they lose their 0-3. you think Seattle's picking up? And let's say they, they look bad defensively. you think that Seattle's picking up the phone to call uh, Cam Chancellor?
0: Nope, I wouldn't. Okay. Because as an organization, you have to stand your ground. You know what I'm saying? Be, be, because they have the leverage in in, in, in this situation. You right. are under contract for three years. We have a stance. We are not renegotiating this year. So, no, no, uh, I would not pick up the phone. Um, you know, because, because it's not us that put our team in this situation. It's that one player being selfish. Because football, we look. Me and you play football. We ain't playing right. no football. Can play football, but we all play team sports. We know that there's a level of sacrifice that 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 needs to that needs to happen, you know, for the team to be great. And right now, Cam Chancellor not sacrificing for the greater good. And if it hurts him, then that's on him. That's not on the Seattle organization. We did our due diligence by signing the best player we thought was available to a fair, if not lucrative, contract at the time that we signed it. That's not our fault. That's not your fault. Well, right now we are not renegotiated. You are under contract for three more years. You want to take the year off? Fine. Pay all the penalties. Don't be able to pay your bills.
3: But that's on you. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Um... When do you think Cam Chancellor gets to uh,
1: Seattle camp? Probably when um, when his teammates call him, <laughs> you know, and be like, "Yo, man, we need you on the field, you know, because uh, we we can't do it without you." And you know what? I, I think this all started after that hit uh, in the Super Bowl. I think he hit somebody and had a. Con- he, I think he had a concussion. <laughs> just like Edelman had a concussion, and he probably mm-hmm. realized that his career is short. So he, he decided he wanted to kind of get his money uh, up front. And, and it's really just restructuring, I think, and I haven't read much on it. I just know he's just holding out for what I heard. is just he just wants more money this year and less, you know, towards the end of his career. And to a certain degree, I feel him because if you look around the NFL – a lot of players are just randomly going down, and, and football is a dangerous content sport. One, he signed up to play, and he plays it viciously. But, um, you know, much to what FIFA was saying, like, you, you agree to this, but this type of stuff, doesn't it happen all the time where players will agree to something, then they're, they believe they're worth more because they do more right. and they want to renegotiate? You know, and and also, and I don't know much about his contract situation, but if he's hurt or if he tears his ACL and he's done for the year or he starts to become washed up, you know, is his contract money guaranteed? Like, is that a guaranteed three-year contract? You know, if he gets hurt and he's done, do they have the right to sign him and not pay him? So, you know, it's it's a sticky situation, man, but um, I think they need him. I think they'll need him to win the Super Bowl. I think they'll be able to get by, you know, um, until you know later on in the season, um, especially if that defense starts to suffer. But you know, it, it's, once once uh, Rogers light him up, you know, we'll see. I think some things will change, right. especially if that safety, you know, uh, continue, you know, makes mistakes.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude, dude fell down the other day. Um, what about you, B? Uh, Cam Chancellor, man, when do you think
2: he ends up back in camp? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with people. Once some bills started coming in, because I think he missed a check, a paycheck of what, like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Games so, games uh, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know his finances or whether really he might be straight or whatever, but that's still, that's, that's not, that hurts, and <laughs> that hurts to take that. Look <laughs> so yeah, just just yeah. like people said, man, I think I think if. Once them bills come up, he's like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, uh, Seattle organization, let's let's work something out here. Now, uh, you know, I got, and I don't know if he got any kids or not, or you know, hey, you know, family gotta eat. You gotta you gotta do something, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta play the sport that you love to play. So, yeah, I completely agree with people, man. I think once some bills, the bill collector started coming through, he gonna have to play, man, cause losing two fifty per game, two hundred fifty thousand a game, uh, that's no joke. You know that's no joke. I don't care if you the Russell Wilson' getting paid 120 million. You you don't want to lose 250 plus per game.
4: Mhm. Yeah. Plus
3: he loves to play. I think um, I think everybody. I, I agree. I think like FIFO said, for those of you that don't know, his contract. He was just he was he just signed a contract two years ago. So he's two years into a I think five year deal. So he wants to renegotiate now, and most teams don't, they usually don't re- renegotiate. They might do it in year three, maybe year four, you know, year four, definitely year four. Um, but he has, like people said, he has no leverage. So uh, for as bad as they look without him, um, the, Seattle still had a chance to win that game, and they actually blew it on a dumb call by Pete Carroll again. Um, <laughs> that's That's another story for another day, but... Um, I'm hopeful that he'll get back in the camp sooner than later because they're going to need him, especially if they're going to make a run. Um, but it's uh, it, it's it's interesting. I think you know he's he's definitely going to be watching, and, and they definitely going to need him um, this coming weekend. Like people say, he's, he's not playing this weekend. We we know that for sure. He's definitely not playing this weekend. So. Um, definitely keeping an eye out on that. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 516. 516, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from?
8: Hey, what's up, fellas? It's me, Randy from Long Island. Randy, what Hi, up, Randy. man? Nothing much. Nothing much, Kyle. FIFO, What's going on? What you got for us? Um, I'm just, just really upset with my Giants. It just, it's yeah, it's just I really hectic. At the same time, I I wasn't bothered because I knew at some point something was. I had a feeling something was going to happen because when Eli has to mess things up, it shows up right on time and it, and it never fails. Mm-hmm. Cause, I, Cause I thought because I thought I thought that he was going to let Rashad Jennings just 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 get the just get the touchdown. And then just let, let let the clock let the clock run. But mm-hmm. I but I didn't expect Tom cough Tom Clough to make that call for Eli to do a play action pass to make to make that god awful stupid pass. I don't know why he did it. Right. But yeah, it, it was just
3: it was just bonehead man, just bonehead. Yeah. I mean, like, and after the game, Eli didn't help his cause. He said, you know. I got to do a better job of recognizing the situations and the, the scenario. And I'm like, dude, you've been in the league for twelve years. Twelve and that's years, my you don't know the
8: scenarios and the situations by now. And my thing is that too, Kyle. Is like, you are a two-time Super Bowl champion. You know better. You know better not to make the, to make that call. You could have just run the clock and just waste a little bit more time, so you don't have Tony Romo. Because we all know Tony Romo is a fourth is a fourth down clutch quarterback. You don't want Tony Romo to, to go for to go clutch in the fourth quarter, right? Well, here's the
3: thing: if if Rashad Jennings, if Eli doesn't tell Rashad Jennings not to score, if Rashad Jennings scores and the Giants they kick the extra point, the Giants are up thirteen. You're up thirteen. With a minute and twenty something seconds left, if you can't win that game in the NFL, something's wrong. And your opposing team has uh, no timeouts left. You don't deserve yeah. to win.
8: Just dumb. I mean, just plain dumb it,
3: by Eli. That's
8: all it, it was. It's, it was just a dumb call. And even if Tony Roma made a touchdown, I'd be like, so what? We just we're, we're up by a couple of points. Yeah, and then you and have Nate, the, you
3: have to protect for the onside kick and then Dallas, even if Dallas got the onside kick, they'd have to... Dallas, basically, if the Giants would have scored, Dallas would have had to have driven down the field with a minute 20-something seconds left, scored, kicked the onside kick, got the ball back, and still scored within a minute and 20-something seconds left. Again, if you're an NFL defense and you can't pull that off, then you don't deserve to win.
8: Definitely not. But the, the, I, well, what I can say... But so I give credit to I give credit to the de- to my defense. My defense really picked it up because 'cause I'd expect the defense to be sus to be suspect in the beginning, but they really picked it picked it up. With DRC made that to catch that fumble to catch that fumble and they really yeah. put put the work. But I, I don't know what happened. What happened, I don't know, in the fourth quarter, they just look look like deer in the headlights W- 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 Having um, Rand- Randall just run through them, and also had Jason Witten let because they- they- you see that they just let Jason Witten open for a touch for a touchdown yeah, yeah, right he- there. He was, he was
1: well, you know that was, rookie, right? that was a rookie, right?
8: was it, a rookie linebacker.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah you can that's, that. Yeah, that- that's I all you need to know. know. I- His dumbass decided to go in the end zone. <laughs> and play defense instead of right <laughs> at the line. <laughs> you know, right. like, what, what sense does that make? Um, Randy, I, I, I think you man, you know, man. I think you're worried about the wrong thing, man. I think you really need to be worried about Odell Beckham Jr. because he, he got shut down.
3: He got rocked. Rock. I don't he know. Got I don't know lot. if Odell Beckham Jr. was. I don't know, and they said that he didn't undergo the concussion protocol. I don't know that he might not have had a concussion. You know, because he didn't let him test him. But I don't know if he should have been, because he didn't do much that night. He didn't do much at all. And I, I understand Dallas was double-teaming but still, he didn't do much at all.
1: He's going to see that all year long.
3: Yes, sir. At least until Victor he, Cruz comes back.
1: He Even when Cruz comes back.
3: No doubt. Not, no doubt. Hey, as, as always, Randy, man, we definitely appreciate the love, man. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it, man.
8: No problem, guys. It's been, it's been cool. Peace. Peace. Phone number, man,
3: call as Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's we'll go to area code 205. 205, you're on Dead in Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
7: Yes, it's uh, Captain Snake. How are you guys doing? Snake, what oh, up? Oh, Lord, I'm hanging
1: up. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snake, what's okay. good? Uh, not much, just man. it a minute, man. A we hadn't had yeah, heard the Patriots won the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a little hiatus, you know. It's just, uh, easy yeah, practice. you and
5: Brady. Yeah, me and Brady. You know, we were just hanging out, you know,
7: <laughs> talking about football, you know, all that good stuff, you know. What you
4: got for
7: us? About, uh, actually, I want to talk about uh, Sam Bradford a little bit because uh, – I've been a huge fan of uh, Bradford um, ever since he was at OU. Uh, you know, I thought um, okay, it was tremendous in that offense. And you know, the thing, the takeaway I would look for is that I think Philadelphia obviously found their quarterback. I really do. I you know, especially in the second half, I mean, he was just making incredible reads. You know, getting it to the backs and the flat, and you know, really, you know, getting the getting the ball out quick. And you know, I think that's how their offense is going to you know really. Um, be great, you know. Once they get the run game going too, because I mean they're going to get the run game going. You know, I think this is part of it last night they just got down, and you know, I think Atlanta, you know, kind of surprised us all. I was, uh, I was impressed by the uh, especially by the run defense. Uh, you know, it was it was really prevalent last night, and you know, a lot of that, mm-hmm. you know, credit, uh, you know, Quinn, the head coach, you know, because coming over from Seattle, you know, Seattle was out against the run, and he probably brought some right those, like, and stuff. Um but I was really impressed with that. Um, I guess uh, for me, disappointed, uh, a little bit of, uh, disappointed in the Vikings because they were kind of my sleeper team.
3: Yeah, um, they looked bad last night.
7: You know, I really thought that you know Bridgewater getting Peterson back, and and of course, like you said, the rust. Um, you know, it was gonna. You know, it's gonna be a little evident. I mean, because you can't just not play football for a year and then just go back to being eight of two thousand twelve. Right. But, <laughs> right. But, you know, I just. You know, they they got Mike Wallace. You know, I thought that was going to, you know, help them. And it still may. I mean, it's only one game. We don't want to overreact. Um, right. But, you know, it just,
4: maybe it was
7: more the the 49ers defense was just better than what I thought it was going to be. But, you know, Mangini is a really good, you know, coach on that side of the ball. And, you know, they, I think they've got a pretty good staff. But still,
4: just
7: I am expecting a lot more from the Vikings, just, uh, you know, or beyond. Of course, it's only one game, but uh, I right. thought about it. And I wanted to get your guys' pride on uh, uh, Mariota. Hey, Who's who, who
4: somebody wrapping up
3: somebody? Somebody
7: wrapping on up? On? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Go, go ahead, uh, me. uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on, um, well, I was going to say Mariota, but I guess um, the Denver defense, because I, 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 I was really impressed with the Denver defense, Um you know, and how they may have to carry a little bit more of the load this year, you know, considering like they may be trying to you know, some of it I know Peyton threw forty times, but I think they are gonna really try to, you know, especially with Kubiak, you know, what I mean he's big into that zone read, zone run scheme. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, you know, I wanna know know your guys' thoughts on the Denver defense, you know, just what you uh what you guys saw out of that or you know. I think they making... thought they
5: looked good, man. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, people, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I thought the makings were a couple years ago. Uh, John Elway, I don't think he gets enough credit for the GM job he's done in Denver. Um, He he, he knows what he needs to put around Peyton to make sure that Peyton rides off into the sunset, regardless if they win or they lose. He's going to put what he needs around him to succeed. And Peyton's never played with a really good defense, maybe like once or twice in Indy, and this is definitely the best defense. That like the year when they when they lost that Super Bowl to Seattle, they went out and got. Um, we just talked about who's the guy from leave? Dallas. Uh, yeah, Are they went out of a 2 where? where Demarcus? Where they went and got pass rushes. They went and tried to emulate as best as best as possible in one off season to to get closer to what. Seattle brought and then now with the addition of the Shane Rays and then this offseason and all that you're starting to see that side of the ball come to fruition so I I, it's it's not surprising to me um it's definitely been there it's it's been in the making so I'm definitely not surprised um and and I expect more out of them really um you know obviously uh, just them being able to do this throughout the season
7: most definitely, no, I, I agree.
3: Back, I, I think I think they played really well against uh, Baltimore. Um, I think you're right, Sneak. I think at some point they're going to have to that between that defense and that running game, they're going to have to carry Denver. I don't. I'm not going to be like most of the critics out there and say Peyton Manning is done. Um, but I think you can't expect him to go out and throw for 50 touchdowns. I don't think you're expecting him to have. Forty plus pass attempts per game because uh, he he just doesn't have that zip on the ball anymore. Now he's going to have his games where he show out, but I, I guess the question is, can he do that consistently over a sixteen game season? Uh, the Broncos' brass seem to think that he can, so we'll see. But I, I think that defense is probably they have the makings to be a top five defense, and you know if you're if you're a top five defense in the NFL, you can win a Super Bowl. So
7: yeah, you're um, going to be. They look good. They look good so far. Um, I would add one thing. Uh, I noticed. I, I was trying to le- remember who their slot guy was for this game. I know Sanders probably played some slot, but he can also play on he the does. outside. But um, you know, I think that's something they're going to miss this year because you know, uh, with you know, even though Welker, you know, the concussions have gotten to a point, and you know, mm-hmm. with. Uh, I think they're going to miss both him and Julius Thomas, unless they Thomas, have yeah. a, a second tight end that we don't know about. I mean, because Virgil Green, he's kind of just a blocking tight end, I think. And then, you know, they lost Tammy to – I think the Falcons picked up Tammy, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, he's he's Okay, it. but nevertheless, you know. And, and But that was kind of one of those, you know, guys from Indianapolis that Peyton – you know, Tammy's not a great receiver, but, you know, Peyton trusts you know, Peyton makes them look good. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, crucial. You know, can they find that third guy? Because there's going to be a lot of targets to Thomas and Sanders this year. And, you know, if one of them, God forbid, gets, you know, gets on the sideline, I mean, it's really going to put a lot of pressure on the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I'll end with this. Um, you know, I really, I guess I hadn't said much about the Patriots, kind of the controversy and stuff. And the Super Bowls and stuff, because I know Ken brought up that, you know, well, what if, you know, what's to say about these Super Bowls, you know, that they won early in the fourth, and, you know, I think, I know a lot of people probably won't agree with this, but, you know, I think they've kind of been even with karma, but I think those two Eli Super Bowls, you know, I think that's, you know, I think the Patriots would have won. I think they're about where they're at, you know, three, four, maybe two and four, maybe three and three, four and two, you know, I mean, they're real close in all those, you know, Super Bowls somewhere. Uh, And, obviously, um, it is a stain. I mean, I can't, you know, sit here and try to say that it's completely like we just should not uh, pay attention to it. But um, I do think that, like, the attention to detail that Belichick and his staff bring, and then considering, like, the assistance that he had, I mean, look look at all that came through the league, like Mangini, Romeo Cornell, um, Charlie Weiss, uh, Josh McDaniels, you know, you just look at that, you know, listen, it's a litany of just high-qualified coaches, you know. I mean, and also, like, you know how, like, this Cam Chancer thing, I mean, that can really split up that, you know, that locker room, you know, I believe. And, you know, the Patriots, whether you like them or not, you know, they've always been able to really block that out. You know, the only two incidents I really think, they really come close to that is when Lawler Malloy got the, the strong safety when he got released before mm-hmm. the season. and then uh, Richard Seymour, because I think, you know, a lot of guys really like Seymour on the team. Those are the two uh, veterans I can remember. And Mankins. Mankins last year really upset a lot of people. Um, but they always find a way to, you know, just block that out. So I think that'll be interesting to kind of switch to, you know, see how Seattle handles because I mean, this is a turmoil within that team, and it's and it's you want to think it's too talented a team to allow itself to be eaten up by this turmoil, but I mean, you really don't know. I mean, you know, it's kind of we'll learn more about the Seattle. I don't want to say dynasty because I mean I was but this era of Seattle, you know, was really good. Well, I mean, we'll learn a lot. But uh, that's all I got, guys. Uh, you know, it's always uh, thanks for allowing me to talk and call in and. Hope y'all have a good night.
3: All right, man, no problem. Thanks for calling in, Sneak. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. Yeah, please.
4: Peace. Peace.
3: Peace. Ah! Phone number Captain Sneak, call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Before we jump back to the phone lines, real quick, man, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, RG3 was uh Redskins team official said that he didn't have a concussion, uh, only to come back a couple of days later to say that he did. So he set out the last two preseason games. Subsequently, Kirk Cousins was named the starter. And so he got cleared earlier this week to play. And subsequently, the Redskins put him as the
6: third
3: Quarterback, which means on Sun this past Sunday afternoon, Kurt Cousins started, was backed up by Colt McCoy, and RG three was in street clothes.
2: Ken, what's up with that, man? <laughs>
1: uh, um, oh man, um, I, I I hate that this is happening. Um, I hate that RG3 is responsible for a lot of it, but um, I, I can speak on a, a little bit of experiences that once, once you start having some issues with, with your boss and you guys just don't get along, it, it's just a toxic environment. And, and you know, if they don't like you and, and all of a sudden you start, you're not liking them, they're going to do what they can to, uh, you know, to hold you down. And... um you know, and, and, and sometimes you're responsible for it, sometimes, you know, you, you, and sometimes you're not. Sometimes, you know, it just happens. You know, in RG3's particular situation, he, he got hurt. Um, you know, Shanahan didn't want him. You know, Gruden came in, and apparently Gruden don't want him either. And, mm-hmm. you know, now he's in a spot where he's watching from the sideline. And I think that for for RG3, I think hopefully... It it works best. Look, man. You know, everybody, listen. I'm always rooting for the brothers um, because I I definitely want us to see us succeed. I want us to see us succeed. You know, as as mobile quarter, just as quarterbacks peer, whether you're mobile or whether you're standing in the pocket. Um, I hope he get out of that environment, and I hope he gets to a situation to where you know he can go on and, and get back to the guy that he was. And um, and you know, I hope he he matures because he he definitely needs to mature. But more importantly, I think this will serve as and in an, either um, it, it'll show Gruden is right or to show that Gruden is wrong. And after what happened right. Sunday, he's not off to a good good start. So I, I'm definitely <laughs> watching this whole situation um, play out. You know, because I'm curious to see. You know, what happens? You know, they didn't look good, and now you don't have Deshaun Jackson, and you don't have a yeah, quarterback he's out back there. For four weeks. Yeah, so think about this. You know, we all know RG 3 can scramble and run if he got into a situation, but Kirk Cousins is not known for that. But anyway, man, um, I I think they'll trade him. I hope they do. But more importantly, I, I'm just curious to see how Kirk Cousins play and then Colt McCoy play, and we'll see if Gruden is right.
3: Mm, 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 mm. What what about you,
1: beat <laughs> thoughts
3: on RG three man and street clothes man? Uh,
9: said this
2: before, I'm gonna say it again. He just they just need to just cut ties with him, man. He just need to go get a fresh start. You know why not? You know a team like um, Oakland, you know, give him a shot. I you know I don't know. He just he just need to go somewhere and just get a fresh start. He just need to be out of Washington at this point. I mean it's. it's it's, it's just becoming a drama field. It's like, a, you know, just a soap opera now at this point. It's just, just go and start somewhere fresh. RG3, it just seems like they don't need your services anymore in Washington. Just go ahead and, and, and demand a trade or, or something. I don't know. He, he just needs to get out, out of that organization and just start fresh, man. Maybe th- th- this can be something that's good for him. He needs to start somewhere fresh. That's what I think. He just needs to just go off and just leave that organization. If not this year, definitely going into the off season, starting a new year off. I think he definitely should do it. Right, again,
7: for real. What about you, FIFO
3: man? Thoughts on RG three man? Street clothes. Do you think he ever touches the field again as a Redskin?
0: Um. Well, one of those guys is probably going to get hurt. Uh, so he might. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: <I think> so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, look, I'm with Ken. MB, but the thing is, I, I just, I don't see how they're going to trade him. If you already know it's inevitable for RG3 not to be a Redskin, why, why are you going to trade for him? They, like, are they going to, so you're going to have a $16 million backup? I, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just, I, I I don't see it. I, I just, I don't, I don't see how that's going to happen. So I think eventually he gets cut. I think he gets picked up. Uh, I, I definitely think he needs to change the scenery, um, <clears throat> I think for the 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 locker room, I'd probably trade him. I would try to trade him, or I would just cut him. If, if if he is not going to be the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins, you just need to sever ties, be bad, draft you another one, because that 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 that's what it's leading to anyway. So why keep that around? You know what I'm saying? Why, why, why make that a spectacle? Because if you sever ties right now, if the media asks you anything about Robert Griffin III, he is no longer a part of the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. We are only here to talk about the Washington Redskins. You put all that that on RG 3 Who is he going to sign with? You, you, you let him deal with that. Let him deal with that. To me, cut him, eat the 16 million that you owe him, or whatever, and just move on. Just move on. There's no point to keep him around. You have two coaches to come in back-to-back, and they both have issues with RG3. You have to move on. Because here's the thing. As the owner, you keep him around, that means that you have to fire every single body around. Mm-hmm. You, you, you basically have to start at RG3 and build your roster. Because that locker room is never going to be the same. You no. have to let him go, let that
3: man breathe. No doubt, I couldn't have said it better, man. He, he he's going to have to go at this point, and and I think the sad part about it is I think if they keep him throughout the the entire season, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up back on the field because I think one of those guys is going to get hurt, and then the other one's gonna, whoever steps in at that point is going to play so bad that you're going to have to play him just, you know, just because you can't afford to just pay a guy sixteen mil sit. So we'll see how that plays out, man. Uh, let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code 508. 508, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from?
9: What up, Kyle? What up, Cam? What up, BZ? What up, FIFO? What oh, yeah.
3: right. up? what up, man? What up?
9: Not much, not much, man. Just uh, enjoying a good week of NFL on the week, too. No
3: doubt no doubt. What you got for us tonight?
9: Uh, the player that actually impressed me the so much, a lot of people said the ones already because some of them are on my fantasy team, but the one actually that I don't think I heard mention was Travis Kelsey on the Kansas City Chiefs. He okay. looked real good. Like, he's got, I think, a nickname like Baby Gronk, and he literally had his own little touchdown move when he he broke out in that game, literally falcon-punched it right into the damn bleachers. Do look unbelievable, and Alex Smith actually looked really good. That yeah, that impressed yeah, me a lot. Yeah, I think they've got a Thursday night game, I think, coming up uh,
3: yeah. Thursday, I think. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah so definitely. We're uh, also, Sam Bradford looked pretty damn good in the second half, at least. That's That was good, but I was upset because he wasn't looking towards Nelson Aguilar because... <laughs> I was hoping to see a lot of things for him.
3: Right. I I think, I think I think Chip Kelly outsmarted himself. You you can't let Sam Bradford, and, and to be honest and, and Captain Sneak kinda touched on it, I think they never they never challenged the Falcons on the ground. DeMarco Murray had nine carries. Yeah. You gotta feed a guy like that, man. You gotta feed there's no way and of course obviously I'm rooting for the Falcons, but there's no way right. that you don't give DeMarco Murray if if you if Philadelphia is plans to line up and let Sam Bradford throw the ball fifty times a game, they're not going to lose. They're going to win six games, and Chip Kelly's going to get fired, really quick. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But go ahead.
9: Oh yeah. Um, let me think. Minnesota was a big disappointment, actually, not not because of yeah. AP necessarily, but uh, what happened with that whole O line with Teddy Bridgewater. Like you get sacked by your own dude.
4: How the hell? <laughs> how the hell?
9: Oh, my God. I, I couldn't... I, I could hear Dilfer right now. It was... I My jaw dropped, and I was like, how did that just happen? This is not the same Teddy Bridgewater we saw at the end of the last season.
1: So, um, so actually, what... And I read this today, is that the 49ers just confused the shit out of him. They they Oof. they tossed all kind of different coverages to him, and, and if you look... If you recall from the game, when he stepped back, he didn't know who to throw it to. Yeah, he yeah. lost. <laughs> so he just
9: kept he just kept looking to Wallace.
1: Yeah, and then he, you know, and then that, you know he'll try to run, and you know by that time it, it was too late. Because yeah. I was confused. I was like, what is wrong with Bridgewater? He, he yeah. just didn't look like the guy that we were we saw down the stretch.
9: Yeah, I mean, Ali, you you only threw it to Charles Johnson two times. I was like, this is your number one option. How come you barely threw it to him?
0: But you know what uh Matt Hasselbeck uh <clears throat> made a, a a a great point last night. Eric Mangini is now the defensive oh, yeah. coordinator of the Francisco yeah, yeah. 49ers.
2: I believe and while
0: him while his time at ESPN obviously they they've talked and coming from a quarterback perspective now he understands offensive schemes better and he's already been a great defensive coach. So mm-hmm. so that gives him an advantage and then you already gave him you know, even though the 49ers lost a lot, they still have a lot of good players on defense. Not great players. Yeah. They have a couple great still. Like Naval Bowman, he's still great. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> but they still have good players there. So you give a great defensive coordinator good players, he can make them great. And I think that that's what you saw. And especially against a young quarterback, man, that's, that's, that's like that's like throwing a little fish out there to a shark. Man, you're going eat that for lunch. That ain't nothing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what you saw last night, a lot of times, pre snap you saw a cover two or cover three, and post snap they switched it or they might have blitzed and still played zone. Well. So mm-hmm. he yep. he yep. he had him lost, man. He had him lost, and he, yeah. he's young. This is only his second year, <clears throat> you know. So I I I think that that's a lot to bite off, but this is a copycat league, so he he, he better learn quick because. If mm-hmm. other defenses have personnel that can mimic that, guess what's going to
3: happen?
9: Yep.
3: they are going to see it again. Definitely going to see it
9: yeah. again. Yeah. Absolutely. I forgot
3: about Mangini, man. Yes. Mangini, and he's been, he was at ESPN, what, four or five years? And then now he's
9: back. I forgot home. he came back.
3: Yeah, I did too until, until you know, it was mentioned last night. He had him ready. He yeah, no, it was that
0: was dope for right, me. and that. and I think yep. I
3: think part of it is is that you know people don't really people don't really expect as much from the 49ers with them losing as much as they and, and rightfully so with them losing as much as they lost and it's not to say that they're going to win the division or anything like that but uh, they looked good last night and, and as everybody mentioned earlier Carlos Hyde was a monster
9: oh yeah unbelievable he just li- he oh, literally God. juked threw players and just ran around the side sideline. Y'all can't get me. Nope.
3: Yeah, hit him with the Ohio State spin. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else for uh, tonight, Ryan? Uh,
9: let me think right off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there right now. Uh, keep an eye on Terrence Williams since Dez is out. He's going to be okay. basically... I had him last year, and he basically, when Romo threw it to him, he'd go for a long bomb or he was money. So now he's going to have to step up being, like, the number one wide receiving option, you know, other than Witten being the blanket. But I'd look out for him because now he's going to be the the number one guy instead of, you know, always shattering behind desks. I'd look out for him upcoming Sunday. Uh, Other than that, on to Buffalo. I can't wait to see the Pats against Rex Ryan again.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That should be a good one. That
4: should be a good one. Hey, Before as
3: always, man, thanks
6: for
9: calling. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Before I go, the one thing I got to say, you know, Trent Dilfer said it first. Tom Sewell is now the, the best 49ers head coach of all time. One thousand one point zero zero 1.00 winning percentage. Best head coach ever.
3: Yeah. Until
9: <laughs> until next week when they lose. <laughs> oh, that's
1: but, over. Hey. Calling
9: in, Ryan. Man, we definitely appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys, Vikings.
1: I'm I'm just saying I don't know if Kyle knows this or not, but you can't lose in the NFL and still win. I don't know if you know that. Or not, but, you know,
4: <laughs> yeah, I know
1: that. Thought I'll point that out to you. I got your back, yeah, man. We
3: holler at you next week, Ryan.
9: All right, peace, guys. Bandrake.
3: Yeah, Bandrake. He <laughs> said Bandrake. <laughs> Let's jump back to the phone lines Let's go to 773. You're on with Dead Info. What's your name? What are you calling from?
6: Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Jockman. Man, what's up, uh, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I was able to watch the Bears vs Packers on Sunday. I'm very uh, happy that it wasn't a blowout. Um, they actually, they were in it for most of the game, at least, so I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, Cutler didn't look too bad, except for that interception, but other than that, he looked fine, and then Forte looked really good, and I still have Jeffrey and Bennett, who I still have a lot of love for, and, uh, they're going to need them, with Kevin White still missing in action.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: That's a good also, point. That's a good uh, point. I, um, yeah, I think uh, I think the Bears the Bears fed uh, they fed Forte too. Forte put up some big numbers for me in fantasy points.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: They uh, I don't expect them. They, they, they don't they look. They don't look like a team that so, at least so far it looks like they're only going to win three games with some. I uh, think I think Sports Illustrated predicted that they'd, they'd only win three games this year. I think it's a little low, wow. but we'll find out. Um. Also, yeah, w- I won my game in the fantasy Desmond sports fantasy league, which I'm very happy for. Okay, uh, you got to win. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, what's your team name? What's What's your team name? Kevin White MIA. That's my team name.
9: Okay. Should've known.
4: <laughs>
9: <laughs> what also, you
6: got? Oh yeah. Um, I watched that. I was watching the. Uh, Giants-Cowboys game and yeah I, I still don't I didn't get that at all even when they Rashad Jennings explained that you feel I told them not to score I still don't get that either um no, that doesn't make any sense like I don't, that just doesn't make sense well. why wouldn't you want to score right there Oh yeah, not if I have you on my fantasy team so you better score
4: um <laughs> right right
6: right yeah that was Crazy! I thought for sure that New York was going to take that away once. They got that interception off Romo. Uh, what was that? It was like a, like a pass or something towards the, towards the end of the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, also, I did not expect the Eagles to lose us out of it at all when I saw that game. And, uh, yeah, that was... Phew, Jordan Matthews let one, under right by him. It's got to be rough for him.
1: You know Jordan Matthews looked a lot better than I than I imagined oh, he, he, can, he would he, he's look.
6: A, he can play. He's a baller. Yeah, he's, yeah. he looks good. He's but yeah, right. that but he's gonna remember that final play though more than anything. Yeah.
3: You got anything else for us tonight,
6: John? Um, no, not much else other than uh, Jim Tom Sula might be my new favorite NFL coach. That guy looks. Hell, but I love them.
4: I love them <laughs> so far.
6: Just like our boss. Oh, yeah.
5: Oh, yeah.
3: No doubt. Hey, as always, Jock, man, thanks for calling in. We definitely appreciate the love, brother.
6: All right, you guys have a good week.
3: Peace. Peace. Phone number Jock, call 646 I mean, we, we were so hot and heavy into the NFL, we didn't even get in, in college. Um, man before we get out of here man got word I think it was yesterday that uh A.I. Allen Anderson man is going to be eligible for the 2016 Hall of Fame man Um I, I guess I'm going out on a limb saying that he's going to make it Uh it's easy man what's your thoughts on A.I. Uh, being enshrined or at least being up and being eligible for the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame well
2: I mean he's first ballot hands down i don't see why would that be like kind of up for discussion at this point my my thing is once i thought he was eligible i'm like okay i, I can't wait to hear his speech <laughs> you know I what he's going to talk about i mean but the question that is he's first ballot or not or you know oh he's is he going to get it i think it's hands down yes he is the first ballot hall of famer i don't even see why that's up for debate. um Hey, he's, he's gonna get it. I'm just at this point, like I said, I just want to hear what he's gonna talk about, what that speech gonna be. You know, who, you know, who, you know. Of course, he, I'm pretty sure he's gonna get emotional and everything like that. But
6: I'm just really right. interested
2: in what he's gonna talk about once he go on, once he step up on that podium. I mean, who is gonna present it? Who is gonna have present him? You know, the the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Like who's gonna speak for him? So.
1: Oh, already
2: know. Really, who Who is it?
1: I don't. I don't know. Who is it? Stephen A. Smith.
2: Think it's gonna be Stephen A. You I know, think it'll be.
3: I would. I, 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 I would. I, I think would it'd be Coach it'd Brown. Be George Either Thompson. Coach Brown or Coach Thompson. Yeah. John yeah. Thompson Larry Brown. Before
2: Stephen A. But I, you might be on to something, Ken. I, I don't know. I, I don't see it, but you might be on to something. But we'll see.
3: Man, I I agree with you, B. I mean, I, I don't even know who would question whether or not he's the first ballot. Was the first ballot? Um, I'm I'm interested to see what AI would look like, man. I, I want I want him coming there with a do rag. Like he's a lost boys video uh, reject or something, man. I I, I want to see how he's dressed. I think I'm more interested to in see how he's dressed. I know I pretty much know what he's going to say, but I'm I'm interested. I would be interested in seeing that. I would because I love AI so much, man. If I got the opportunity, I would actually go to that induction ceremony because I think it'd be uh, it'd be great to see. Um, FIFA. What about you? and AI uh, possibly getting into the Hall of Fame in 2016. 100% would be. Okay,
0: there you go. 100% would be, man. Like, like, it, how is this even a question? I, like, yeah, he is the answer. That. What are you talking about?
3: He is the
0: answer, man. Like, nah, man. Come on, man.
3: First ballot,
0: Hall of Famer. Probably top two greatest little guys to ever play the game. Ever play the game. Underneath six, average 30 points, MVP. Man, come on, man. Come on, man. He went to the finals, bro. He was the finals. He's the only, the main reason why they 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 were even a playoff team, man. Come on, man. You take a off, AI off of that team. What are they? A lot What of are teams. they?
4: <laughs> Come on,
0: man. And he under six feet, breaking dudes, scoring like I, was, man. Look, the youngins that are listening to this, you need to watch hardwood classics. You need yeah. to watch hardwood classics. They were showing A.I. go off in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals against Milwaukee. Yo, this, 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 come on, man. This, no, first ballot, bro. First ballot. No question. No question. Stop me rambling about my, my favorite player, A.I.
3: I hey, dude, a no, I'm out of half of my game A.I. I'm totally with you, 100%. What about you, Ken? A.I. possibly being enshrined in 2016.
1: Um, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of crazy, man, just, just thinking that some of the guys that we grew up watching and idolizing are are now wow, walking into true, into the true. hall, you know? That's true. Like it, yeah, it true. feels like I was just watching him play. Mm-hmm. And now he's Hall of Fame eligible. And I think, you know, the thing was that he was still playing overseas and that's you know, was kinda of part of the discussion with they count that, but they're ignoring that so and and that's how he you know, he became eligible. But um, yeah, man, it's it's just it's just showing that we're getting there, getting up there, man. You know, and um, and I, I can't wait to see you know everybody else get in there. But take your time because I don't, I'm not ready to get that all that fast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. I mean, he he is somebody that definitely deserve it. Um, and it's going to happen. And like like everybody said, it's it's not even up for discussion. I mean, if you. If you have the the question whether or not Allen Iverson belongs in the basketball Hall of Fame, then you don't know shit about basketball. Period. I mean, there's there's really no no way to slice it outside of that. Um, we get notification. We got about sixty seconds. Want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We definitely appreciate the love. Uh, make sure that you hit us up on all social media outlets. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Uh, all of us on Twitter as well. Um, and make sure that you come back. We'll be right back here next week, same time, same station. Make sure you check out B and F- and uh, Ken tomorrow right here with the uh, fantasy show. Uh, so for B, for Ken, for FIFO, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We will holler at you next week. Peace.
1: Sorry ass giants.